Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, AV insiders of the world. My name is Johnny Moda. Hopefully you know me and my name by now and my voice. This is episode 121 of AV Insider, the show that you found hopefully on the Rave Radio Network, which can be found at ravepubs.com. If you aren't familiar with either one of those things, well, first of all, head over to ravepubs.com, check them out. Plenty of informative blogs, articles, updates, podcasts, and everything in between can be found at ravepubs.com. I, of course, am your host of Rave, or sorry, uh, of AV Insider, which is on the Rave Rave Radio tab at ravepubs.com. There are plenty of other informative podcasts there as well to digest in different time lengths and different hosts, all of which are informative, fun, intuitive, hilarious, and just as more important than mine is. But you won't know about any of those if you don't go over to ravepubs.com and head over to the Ravepubs radio tab and check them out. Say hi. Tell them I sent you. But in the meantime, let's get on with this show uh, and of course, the show is never about me. I'm just the one moderating it. And I am with a special guest, of course, as always. Today I have Mark Bishop, who is the owner slash president slash lead imagineer of Lintech. <laughs> Mark, how's it going? Awesome. Thank you very much. Lead thank- imagineer. I like it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, just a little fun fact. Uh Imagineers, or, or what they call the, the employees over there at Disneyland. But so, if you're listening, Disney, uh, I'm only borrowing it and promoting your company. I'm not. We're not getting sued. It's a different thing. It's not your thing. <laughs> but you uh, Mark is not a stranger to the rave radio airwaves. In fact, I actually had him on several different air uh, shows. Uh, let's see, no, one show, but multiple times, and it's usually the trade. Show Minute, which uh, Victoria, Barella, and myself host it live from the trade shows. Typically, it's you know it's at um, Infocom and ISC, but I we have interviewed Mark, I think, let's see, two times now, once in Florida, once in Vegas uh, at the show. And Mark's been there. You can you can Google those, or I'll mention those towards the end of the of the uh, of this show, AV Insider. But the uh, show we're talking about is called. The trade show minute, it's not really a minute or so. It's its anywhere from five to ten, depending on how much content we can squeeze into ten minutes of airwaves, where we uh, spit them out every every 15 minutes on the spot. We get a little crazy. But this is a little bit different. So today, Mark, um, I don't know if I had mentioned this earlier or not, but what I would like to do is get a little bit of background on who Lintech is and what they have to offer for the AVIT technical industry. But before we touch on that... I would really like to know a bit more about you. I like to be a bit more personal, uh, personable, and and know who my guest is and what their background is. So, if you don't mind, could you just give me a, a brief overview, or as long as you'd like, honestly, overview uh, of you? Because maybe this is your first job ever in the tech industry, or just in general. <laughs> I don't know. That would be a great story. But I, I just want to, I kind of want to know uh, how you got into the industry, and you know, um, how it led up to where you are now. Sure. Um, actually, it's it's. I don't want to bore you with the first half of my career, but I've been in tech a long time. I was about uh, about twenty three, twenty four years in the cable television market. Actually, on the technical side there. Cool. And um, you know, I was just one of those guys who uh, decided that uh, I think as many people do, you always dream about having your own business. And I started to look around and. Um, uh, found Lintech. I mean, it was, 
it's in the pro AV space at the time. At, at, at the time, it was exclusively in the pro AV space. Uh, they hadn't gotten it. We hadn't gotten into lighting yet. But um, so we took a look at that, and you know, I, I mean, the technology, you know, even though it's a different industry, wasn't dramatically different. And I felt like I could adapt to it fairly quickly. So in 2006, I bought Lynn. Uh, I bought Lynn Potter out, the founder of Lynn Tech. And um, took over um, took over Lintech. So, you know, since that time, I mean, one of the first things I found out when I started meeting some of Lynn's best customers was that they really placed a premium on being network compatible. Uh, even you know, even in early 2006, they were saying that you know, if if your systems aren't going to be on the network in the next couple of years, you know, you're buying a, a dying business. <laughs> and uh, uh, so the first thing I did after I bought Lynn out was hired a couple of great engineers and said, we've got some good systems. Let's put them on the, let's put them on the network. And so that was the first evolution of Lintech is that we evolved the original panels that uh, the analog style panels that Lynn created. And of course our panels are, um, you know, basically what he was best known for was large sequencing panels. He had a deal with Square D where he used their motorized circuit breakers and he built the circuit boards and gave them the functionality the pro AV guys needed to sequence on and off very large installed audio systems. So that was really the product that I originally inherited. Um, and so we went about putting those systems on the internet and we found a new generation of motorized circuit breaker that was network compatible and we re did our firmware, hardware, and software, and and put those systems on in 2007. We came out with our first network-compatible panel, and we still make the original legacy panels. Um, still sell a lot of them because they're very, very simple to set up and fairly low cost. And if you're in a system where they're not interested in putting everything on the network, but they're more interested in just, you know, simplicity, like for you know, mid-sized churches, that type of thing, where maybe they're using volunteer help and they, they, um, <clears throat> um, you know, don't have an I, I, IT support on staff, they'll still buy those. But most of our business these days is all networkable motorized circuit control panels. Um, then about two years later, Customers fell in love with the network system, and they said, can you make a retrofit system? So we came out with the uh, RPCR relay panel, which is basically just a relay panel based on the same um, networkable interface. And uh, that's been a big hit. And then as more and more people adopted that, they said, well, can you, you know, come downscale and give us some products that are, you know, based in the rack that are networkable? And... Um, pre-connectorized so we don't need an electrician all the time and we just rolled those out last year so that's kind of the evolution of the product line all of our new products are based on the rpc control system it's a controller with a web browser built into it and all you have to do is give it a network connection take the ip address off the front put it into any browser ready device and you can set up operate and monitor your electrical control system so that's kind of the base platform of, of where we've brought the business today. So 
the electrical controls uh, switching monitoring relay system, right? That, from how you're describing this, in no way would a Lintec system be for residential. Is that correct? Well, you would think that. <laughs> but actually, some home builders have found this and they've used our products in, in homes. Usually, they're very large homes because we control at the circuit level. I mean, we're, you know, we control power um, at the circuit level, at the circuit breaker panel typically. Even though some of our systems are rack mountable now, they're still controlling at the circuit level. So, you know, they're really great for very big, large venues. Yeah. But it turns out for energy management, a lot of things that you want to turn on and off to say, for instance, do peak shaving during, you know, high electrical cost times, like turn off the motors in your swimming pool or something like that. Yeah. You know, that all has to be done at the circuit level. So we've actually found, um, you know, we found applications and generator uh, cutover where people want to do load shedding. We've, we found applications in large homes where they want to do peak shaving, um, you know, uh, automate outside lights, at, you know, several circuits at a time, that kind of stuff. So we've, we've actually spread way far outside of just the pro AV market, but pro AV is still our, you know, our, our primary channel. If you were to describe your company to someone who wasn't in the pro AV market, it's just a regular like sales pitch to a general crowd, right? Like you were at, at a show and you were a new startup and you know, we're this big, you know, uh, switching company control monitoring energy. How would you, how would you describe your company as like who it, who it is that you are basically, right? Like, cause I mean, it, it sounds like you can find a niche in, in multiple venues and, Pro AV has been very well to you guys, but you've you've far surpassed that in terms of um, load shedding, energy management. Um, would you define yourself as an energy management system, or is it more robust than that? Um, well, well, we re usually refer to ourselves more as just electrical automation. Um, okay, okay. You know, in in the, the the thing that we did well, the thing that AV gave us that is so um, universal, or, or we found so many uh, universal applications, is you know, for instance, we built into our uh, you know most of our uh, most most of the other systems, like for instance, an in architectural lighting control, they're out there and they use a protocol, and typically it's their uh, proprietary protocol. Right. And what AV did for us is is they said, okay, we need zoning. Everybody does zoning. But I want the, this zone of 10 circuits to be controlled with DMX for my lighting control. I want this set of 12 circuits to be controlled with um, IP out of my uh, Crestron controller. I want, <laughs> you know, and they, they wanted every zone to be controlled by a different protocol. And, and that's very unique to the Pro AV um, market that we serve. I mean, you know, one of the selling points that we give people all the time is that you can create up to 12 zones across up to hundreds and hundreds of circuits, um, but each zone can be controlled with a different protocol. In other words, you could have, you know, you could have part of your panel being automated, part of it being controlled with your building management system, part of it being controlled with your, you know, uh, lighting control console. BMX or streaming ACN, part of it being controlled with, by IP, whatever. Um, so that was cool. So AV needed that, and all of a sudden, a lot of other industries 
found that they had the same need. Um, for pro audio, we needed to be able to do automated load shedding so that people could, you know, immediately with the flip of a single contact closure, turn off, you know, all sound producing uh, circuits, all amplified sound, so that people could hear the fire alarm. Well, it turned out that industrial guys love that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's really pretty amazing um, how hard it is to do that kind of thing. I mean, you can do it with uh, uh, PLCs, you know, programmable logic circuits, but, um, you know, they're very, they're way more costly than our system. And they're extremely difficult to program. And ours is just a point and click. I want this circuit to turn off automatically, this circuit to turn off automatically, and then however many you click will turn off with the, you know, with a single contact closure. And that you can spread those across all zones. So that has tons of applications. Um, we suddenly found ourselves with three fairly good-sized military customers. Um, just for the ability to put radar stations in desolate spots so that they could monitor, do hard reboots, uh, load shedding when required, you know, and monitor and not have to leave a person there. So, I mean, it's just really interesting that, you know, applications that are unique to AV um, turned out have a much broader appeal. Turns out they they aren't so unique after all. Well, yeah, it's, they're just used in different ways, but the, the similar the need elsewhere. We, yes, the, the, you know, the AV Pro AV demanded it. We built it for them, and then other people said, "Oh, I could use that same feature, but in a different way, in a different application." Right. So it's is so Pro AV has been an incredibly. Um, you know, it's a very demanding audience that they need. They have a lot of different needs. And by meeting those needs, we've just found that we can um, be a much more uh, successful company even outside of pro AV. But it's, it's still our main channel. <laughs> it's funny that when I asked you about, you know, residential saying in no way is this meant for residential. And you're, well, actually, we've actually done quite a bit in the really high end residential. Last night, I was having a conversation with my fiance stating that I'm like, look, you know, like I can, you know, I had a thought about like my coffee maker, like I also my timer or this in the morning, I don't have to get up and do that. And like, I wish I could control my outlets and sequence them or schedule timed events to, to turn power off through certain, you know, like all through the night and then, you know, turn on a sequence events at X time in the morning. I'm like, and if I had, if I was able to control my outlets, I could do that. And you know, she thought she was like, why? So you could save a few extra seconds. I'm like, exactly. And, you know, <laughs> to, to her, she, well, she was, she's like, well, it's, you know, it's, it's just a basic, I'm like, it's a few seconds in what you're saying, but in, in my application, yeah, I want to turn my, my coffee maker on, you know, in that one application, but there are plenty of other reasons, you know, to, to, you know, yeah. to do the, set the timer well, right now, you know, like, okay, well, basically that's a, it's a vampire load all night until, the next morning when I actually want to use it, there's no point of, you know, having to plug that in or until I need to, because otherwise it's just drawing a little vampire load essentially. Right. Right. But for the home, you know, Google and, you know, Honeywell, a lot of these guys are coming out with, you know, the internet of things, you know, kind of appliances, right. Where you can turn individual, you know, plugs on and off. Right. So I don't know that right. I'll ever be in the average home, 
but for the no, for, but for the home with the, you know, a pool for the home with an extensive outside lighting, um, for the home with a really large home theater, uh, you know, those are all applications that we've been brought in to be part of their overall energy management solution, but still for, you know, um, large venues, um, auditoriums, convention centers, houses of worship, uh, schools, uh, athletic uh, facilities, you know, those are always going to be, you know, I mean, you're talking about massive current, you know, right. you're talking about managing a whole lot of current over a very large and wide area. And the one place that everything has to come to at some point is a circuit breaker panel. And, you know, what we've made is it extremely simple to operate far flung equipment and especially equipment that takes a lot of current you know, just by flipping, using switch grade breakers, you know, controllable breakers, motorized breakers, whatever you want to call them. We, we prefer motorized because that's kind of a feature that's unique to the square D breaker that we use. But, um, you know, but the interface that we've developed for this just makes it really easy to control stuff all over the place, whether you want it to be done on a scheduled timer or you want your Crestron unit to, trigger the, you know, the zones or a DMX controller or whatever. So we like to just think that we make it, you know, more so than anyone else, just extremely simple to manage. It's funny that you mentioned squirty breakers. I was going to ask you about, you know, um, where, where you source your breakers from. So like, you know, what's, what, what kind of guarantee can I get? You know, like if something goes wrong on one of your panels, you know, let's say I have a faulty breaker or something I need to replace, you know, how fa- what's the turnaround on, on getting a new breaker, right? So like where I, where I come from on, on the electrical distribution side, we, we use Square D as well. And, you know, when, when someone else says, oh, you know, I want to use, you know, X, Y, Z, I'm like, well, you know, what's the guarantee you're going to get that in a timely fashion? You know, are they a big company? How long have they been around? Is it something proprietary and how, you know, how reliable is it? So, Square D, a uh, sub-company of Schneider Electric, which I think most people in our AV industry have probably heard of, um, very reliable and have been around for a very long time. So, I mean, that basically answers my own question about where you're getting the materials or the breakers from. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to be, you know, we're not in the business of making high-voltage components. We, we are what's referred to as a UL508 panel shop, and we do have uh, UL uh, certification on all of our products. In the case of the motorized circuit breakers, because all the product we use is, is already UL listed, mm-hmm. um, you know, we just have to be inspected and all that and be basically listed as a, um, you know, a, a UL um, shop only using UL components and UL training people and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, we, so working with their stuff, Um, And they make their own control system, by the way, and they make a fantastic uh, control system for industrial applications. And, you know, if you know how to program uh, SCADA, which is the primary protocol used in industrial applications, then, you know, you can buy their controller and set it up yourself. It's just that that's a very difficult protocol and one that's very, very rarely heck it's not even very rarely used i've never heard of it being in a in a pro av uh install you know people want to interface with dmx or streaming acn or 
or IP or RS-232. So, you know, what we build is the low voltage interface that allows you to work with industrial grade panels uh, very seamlessly and easily. Got it. So let me, so let that's me ask kind of the Lintech magic. Okay. Now in terms of, you know, we talked about, you know, AV, the AV industry has been good for your company, but that's not necessarily where you, you know, the only area that you sell to or, or deploy systems. What, who, who or how is your dealer base exactly? Like, um, you know, are you a direct to dealer model? Do you have distribution? Are there, are there other avenues? Um, you know, what, what's your business model when it comes to that? Well, we market exclusively through the pro AV channels and all of our dealers are, are AV integrators. Uh, but we have a very large base of consultants that design us in that specify our panels in because so many of those very large systems are designed, uh, by the consultant community. And when consultants specify your goods, they'll typically put our panels in the electrical package. So we are um, uh, sold as part of that package, typically through an electrical distribution house. And okay. um, and so if we're on the electrical side, we're on the other. So we kind of look at the AV Pro AV market as, as two different channels. One is the design build community that we have. You know, we're nas- we've, we're covered nationally by. 11 different independent rep firms and we have two national sales managers that cover those guys and train them and work with them and all that kind of stuff to, to service and call on the, the dealer network. And then we have um, um, the consultant community that specifies our goods. And then we, through that, we serve the wholesalers, but the wholesalers, you know, they never, ever, ever specify our gear, you know, so we don't really sell to them. Right. Um, well, unless it comes up on, on, the electric, on the drawings, right? Well, right, and it does. So they'll they'll call us up and they'll say, "Hey, your product is specified on this church we're bidding on." Right. Can I please get a quote on the following, and they'll send us the, the panel schedules. Okay. So, but but they don't actually generate business for us. All they do is bid on the jobs that have been generated by the uh, the designs from the consultants. Right. And then we have the design build guys and that's who we spend a lot of time with because um, they'll not only specify, but they'll also integrate. So obviously, um, you know, we'll support them anywhere in that, in that uh, chain, you know, whether it's, um, Hey, we need more information on specification. We need some middle documentation. We'll develop that for our customers. Um, You know, whatever they need to get our product approved, um, for the job and then whatever they need in terms of support to program it, um, troubleshooting, maintenance, all that kind of stuff we do. And we carry all of those parts. We have a large warehouse full of, um, all the stuff that we sell. So okay. back to your question about the motorized breaker, if one went bad, you just call us up and we could overnight one to you. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. So it's, I mean, we, we carry loads of that stuff. Yeah. The, the other reason I was asking in terms of like, you know, direct to dealer versus distribution is that I, like I mentioned earlier, am, I'm employed by uh, one of the, the nation's largest electrical distribu- distributors as one of their project managers. And I had an, an instance, not with your company, but we, when I'm doing a, um, a switch gear project for a very high end home in the Napa Valley. And, you know, we're doing um, square D project and, uh, different manufacturers 
power all-in-one power isolation unit by the name of Taurus Power comes up, and it was paired, you know, specified in the electrical drawings, just like how you're saying, right? So it comes over to us. But the problem with that is that I, I, since I've been employed at this new company for last year, I'm no longer a dealer of that manufacturer, so I couldn't supply the materials. But and it was specified by someone out of Florida, so a specifier did it for a home out here. But they, you know, the and they were a dealer, but they, you know, they aren't out here, and so it's like. I have to, I mean, I know, I know the owner and I know, I know the reps out here. So, I, you know, I just said, you know, hey, I can't sell to you and the people bidding the project weren't dealers either. So in this instance, you know, the electrical distributor being me or distributor being me. Yeah. You were, you were talking about that you no longer were a dealer for that um, manufacturer particular brand of, yeah. And, and, um, and how that might work in a, in a um, going for an electrical bid. Yeah. Okay. So, sorry, everybody. Technical difficulties with the cloud here in my in my own personal internet. So, long story short, yeah. In in this instance, I I was unable to supply, but I was able to connect the current uh, uh project person who was awarded the the project, where they could get in touch with the correct dealer to you know to source the materials that they wanted. So, in the case of it being Lintec, right? If, if it was your mm-hmm. manufacturer on uh, on the square D bid or electrical switchgear bid for this home and you were also attached to it, uh, I or another electrical dis- distributor who is bidding it could get uh, pricing from you in this instance if we weren't a dealer. If they were one of the our, our registered wholesalers, yes. Ah, but, I, I see. Uh, many, many times we will take them. We'll, we'll do exactly what happened to you is we'll just bring them to a local uh, dealer. Got it. Because the problem with the electrical guys is – they understand the panel, but they don't understand the control. Right. Yeah. And um, so, so we always want one of our, our dealers to be on site if we can. Because um, in the case of a consultant-driven project, you know, if we're just in the electrical budget of a church, we know eventually there's going to be a low-voltage, you know, integration firm selected, and then we can work through them. And, you know, we know all those guys. I mean, you know, the, the guys that integrate in, in large venues uh, – have all worked with us. I mean, from time to time, you run into a new guy, but you know, when needed, we send people on site or, you know, nine times out of 10, it's a simple phone call. And, you know, is it really this easy? This is what I do. And we talk people through it and 10 minutes later it's working. So (laughs) (laughs) it really isn't easy. I mean, I gotta be honest with you, you know, everybody, everybody who met any manufacturer in the world says they're easy to work with, but you know, I, I I promise that's something that you know people will will absolutely tell you about us. We're just really, you know, we made we made this so that anyone that's completely unfamiliar with the, the system can watch about six seven minutes worth of video and and program it. It's just it's all point and click, drop down boxes, you know, select select your options, save them and and go. You know. Okay. Well, what about that? that one in a million chance that something goes wrong, right? Things happen, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's unavoidable. Sometimes things happen. So what, what, uh, what kind of tech support are we looking at? Is it something I can call up or is there hours, a time of day, an email? Um, how does that? Well, so, I mean, so much of our stuff is so simple. Again, I mean, the, the, the high voltage stuff, the electrical stuff is literally rated for decades worth of use. I mean, rarely decades. I mean, in, 
Oh yeah. I mean, we, we've installed, we installed stuff in the early nineties that we literally, we took a call last week from a guy who's, yeah, you know, he called up about a system and our tech said, Oh, you probably, uh, you're probably having some problems. He goes, Nope. I want to add another board and add some more breakers to it. It's working great. So I, I mean, those breakers just don't go bad. I mean, they, they really don't. Uh, the electronics is very small. I mean, we overnight those to people all the time and yeah. is what we'll do is we just send people a new board and send it back. And if it's no problem, you know, if it's a real simple fix, great. And if not, we'll just let them keep the new one. I mean, it's, it's just not that big of a deal. Uh, but in terms of on-site support, we, we absolutely send that to people um, uh, or provide that to people when needed. The most extreme case literally just happened like two and a half weeks ago. We sent a guy to Australia. Hmm. Uh, we sent some panels to, um, to Italy to be installed in a, a cruise ship. Its des- final destination was going back and forth between Australia and, and uh, Southeast Asia. And um, they were in their shakedown cruise or whatever and needed some help. And we sent a guy and met him at port in Australia and fixed their problem in about an hour and a half. So, um, so we'll, we'll do whatever's necessary to keep the customer happy. I mean, when you're the small guy on the block, you have to be extremely accommodating. <laughs> uh, you just don't, you don't, you know, you, you don't win any points by taking people to dinner <laughs> With the, when you don't have the budget to, to do that every night. Right. So, yeah. I mean, we, we, we try to earn our stripes through great service and, and we will put somebody on site anywhere they need to be if, if that's what needs to happen. Um, but again, nine times out of 10, um, you know, the freight company or something dropped the panel and maybe knocked something loose. They send the board back to us. We ship them a new one and it's operational the next day. So, so I, I see that there's an area on your website under, under the products that talks about um, isolation transformers. I was unaware that you had that. Is that something? Well, new again, you don't talk we, about? we only resell those. We only resell those. I mean, we do that as a service to our customer base. Um, about six, seven years ago, there was um, some um, very expensive transformer companies coming in and people were complaining about that. And they asked if we had any other sources and um, people needed, uh, you know, the most frequently specified transformer for a large install is uh, a K13 rated isolation transformer with a electrostatic shield, a single shield. And uh, Square D makes a line that's exactly that. And we got a great deal from Square D. And we said, we'll market these into the pro AV market. <laughs> if you give us a good deal, they gave us a good deal. And we pass that on to our customers. So, so we do that as a service. But we really don't make them or do anything with it. Um, that's just part of trying to offer more of what our customers are looking for. So Lintex like a, a above average, not above average, a, advanced Square D panel shop. Florida. <laughs> well, it, 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 in, in a lot of ways it is. When it comes to motorized circuit breakers, that's true. But then when we spun off into relay panels, Square D doesn't make a relay. So, right. okay. you know, we evaluated all the available relays and, and there were a Panasonic house. So, you know, we determined that of all the features our customers wanted, you know, those were met by the, the Panasonic HID relays. So that's what we sell. 
Um, the impact actually uses the Panasonic HID relays. That's our rack mounted relay panel. And the rest of it is 100% us. So on that, we have our own UL marking because that is actually our own product. Um, and we're very proud of it. But in, in, in essence, if you open the box up, you know, it's, if you had one of our relay panels on a wall with the cover off and you open the top off of one of our impacts, it looks pretty, <laughs> pretty much exactly the same, except it's rack mountable and it's pre-connectorized. So rather than that needing an electrician to splice in the hots, you know, through the relays, mm -hmm. you could actually um, just plug in a bunch of IEC connectors, plug them into your power source. Uh, it's got a bunch of Edison's on the back. You plug in the stuff you want to control, you know, your plug strips or whatever, and you're off and running. So you don't even need an electrician for that panel. And that's kind of what we're evolving to now. So, you know, we came out with this impact, which again is, is, is a Lintech product that does use the Panasonic relays, but it's our control system and it's all of our metal work and all that kind of stuff in terms of manufacturing the box. Uh, we showed it to some customers. They loved it because you can manage uh, 80 amps, up to 80 amps worth of input in a 2RU box. So it's a real space saver. And the density is a big, big deal to these guys and the ability, the fact that you could still zone across it. So you could have half the box in one zone and half the box in another zone. And so people really liked it, but they said, gosh, you know, rarely is, you know, four out of five times one box would be enough, but you know, that one out of five times, I'm going to need three of these, you know, I'm going to need to manage 200 amps spread out all over, or, you know, or I'm going to need five or whatever. So we actually bit the bullet, invested in uh, a lot of R and D and made of all of our boxes networkable. So one of the big announcements that we just had is this concept of whole venue control. And really what that means is that you can mix and match all of our panels now, but operate it all as a single system. So it used to be if you had relay panels and motorized circuit breaker panels, in essence, you had two separate systems that you had to operate on, on, on two separate interfaces. Does that make sense? Yes. And now you can merge those onto a single interface. So now if you have a couple circuit breaker panels on the wall, a couple of RPCs, if you have a few circuits worth of control you need in a rack, you can put an impact over there and make that part of the, of the entire system. Or if you had a couple relay panels that needed an impact over in this other corner, now it can all be one system. So we've taken our networking to the next level, which means that not only is each panel type networkable with each other, but now you can have different types of uh, power control products and they'll all, all operate as a single system under a single IP address. So let me, let me ask you this, and it's not necessarily about your company, but it may, I mean, it's, it's a question about your company in the electrical um, world, right? So more and more over the last, I don't know, 10 years roughly, I see more and more electricians that are doing more AV than they are actually doing electrical work. Whether that's because that they are seeing more work in my area, uh, or in their respective areas for what they do versus electrical, or they just prefer it. Whatever the case is, I, I'm seeing more and more. Right? I've, lot of, I've lost a lot of bids to electrical contractors who were primarily electrical contractors last year, and, and this year 
you know, they are also including AV and controls and networks, right? So that being said, you do kind of market yourself to the pro AV industry, but in certain cases will sell products through electrical distribution that ends up in the hands of the electrical contractor who's already doing the switch gear for, you know, a high-end home or whatever the, the venue may be. Would you consider an electrical contractor who called you up and was interested in your product? Well, we would tell, we'd, we'd send them to a dealer. I mean, again, an electrical contractor understands what a relay panel is, but they don't understand necessarily how to program it or how to no. set it up so that it makes sense. I've, I personally have never had the experience where we've had electricals come directly to us and ask for our product in, in a job that they've specified. And it's very easy when electrical calls and they'll give it and they'll say what they need and we'll say, yeah, what's the job name on this? And then we'll see the three dealers bid on it already. Then we'll just say, wow, those, that job is registered to our dealers and we just send them over there because nine times out of 10 in my, in our experience, the electricals, the, the contractors, the electrical contractors are typically just trying to undermine or, you know, get more of the margin for themselves. And we want to reward the people that program the panel with the margin if we can, right? So we want those panels to be right. sold by, by the, the pro AD people. No, yeah. I get it. Sorry, I, I should have been more specific. What I meant was uh, an electrical contractor who is of interest. It doesn't have to be a specific project. They might even be the one who, like you mentioned, specifying your product onto a project. So I give another example. I work with several contractors in my area who are doing their own specification on projects, right? They do a lot of multi, uh, multi-home multi facilities, commercial spaces, residential. It just kind of depends. There's a mix of, of what they like to do. And I like working with them because they actually are going out and specifying, I want to use this this control lighting control system on a project. And, you know, I need all these lights, but I'll, I'll tell you everything I need, right? And so they'll, they'll be the ones specifying it. They'll be the ones programming it. So he's still an electrical contractor, but because he's had experience with controls throughout his um, throughout his lifetime of, of work and others have as well. And they've become more and more adept to, you know, just breaking outside of the electrical field because it's got them, you know, they've been able to bid a project that they weren't able to do before because they didn't include the controls prior. Like, Oh, I only do electrical. Right. So they've broadened their spectrum of work or scope of work as a company and, and now are, like I said, you know, specifying, you know, the controls and things like that. They, so they've went out, and specified controls for their projects. So if if someone like that was to approach you, say, hey, you know, I've been working with blah, 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 X, Y, Z over the last several years. I've been researching about your company or I heard about Lintech on AV Insider, whatever the case may be. And I have an application where I would like to, to use, you know, to use this. If they just approached it as that and didn't say I had controls background or something like that and they just came across as electrical contractor, I'm assuming that you would probably, you know, hey, you know, here's a local dealer in your area that you can work with. If they were to approach it in that, that, you know, I've been working with controls or things like that, something that told you that they were a bit more than just electrical, would you consider them or no? I, I would accept, I would, I would consider them if they, if they had an AV portion, if they had a low voltage control staff that specified. Got it. Um, I mean, I can only think off the top of my head of one regular specifier that we have 
that's actually a bigger electrical contractor company, but they have a dedicated AV staff. Uh-huh. And it was very easy to train them. And, and um, you know, they were going to be both a specifier and an integrator. Um, and the notion was, you know, because the other thing I'm seeing is, and, and, and this is kind of a segue into the Southern Ocean, you know, there have been a number of large electrical um, MEP designers that have bought some of our consulting customers. And, you know, with the notion that I'm tired of hiring specialists to, to design the auditorium in this large office building, I want to do it all. And, um, you know, so they, they hired those consultants and we still call them those consultants, right? Okay. Um, even though they only do the AV pro AV design work for whatever work that, that MEP is brought in corporately. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's kind of how I, I see what you're talking about. I mean, if it's a hybrid company with an AV staff, I would support that. Okay. But if, I get it's, it. a, but if it's a, if it's a straight electrical contractor, you know, I mean, the worst questions we get is, from the electrical contractor before the low voltage guy gets on site. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, usually we just say, okay, don't open that side of the panel. Just let us know who the low voltage contractor is and we'll, we'll make sure that it's properly. (laughs) (laughs) That that makes more sense. I I, I don't have a person or someone of inquiry, but if, if someone other is listening and, and they're, they fit this category, like, Hey, well, what about us? You know, we have, a low voltage side, but we've never used Lintech, but we also are electrical contractors. I've just seen a, a big trend where, or even the reverse, where AV guys have gone into electrical because there's more work for them to keep them busy dur- during the winter or whatever it is, the reasoning. But I've seen a big shift from both sides, electrical guys doing more AV and AV guys, low voltage guys now doing electrical. Um, right. It's just right. been a, a kind of an interesting thing that I, I've been seeing happening more and more. And at first I was kind of like, what? Maybe you should just stick with what you know. But that's yeah. not, it, it, it's hard to say because I don't know, you know, everyone's experience and, and what their levels are, what, what they, why they chose to do that thing. I, I was always, you know, you know, you should specialize in something and, and kind of stick with that and not be a company that's like, well, we can do everything, which to a child reply, I'm like, is that a good thing? Do, can you right. really do everything good though? I mean, every, everyone's different, right? So that's why I would say, I, I think you should like try and specialize in one or a few things versus being a company that says, well, I can just do everything. That doesn't mean that I've, you can do everything good. Yeah. I've seen that a little bit more on the lighting side. I, I personally haven't seen very many electricals come to me for AV support. Okay. That's usually still done by the specialists, but I have seen a lot of electricals come and say, well, I've been working with, you know, power, you know, electro uh, lighting control panels for, you know, 50 years. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, I know what I'm doing. And, like, and eh. that seems to be a little bit more prevalent, but yeah. Um, so anyway. Okay. Well, I think that's, um, have, I think that's kind of a good overview of the company. Have we really touched base on everything that uh, has been updated since the last time I talked to you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the last time we spoke, uh, was the big impact introduction last Infocom. That yeah. was the, the, the last time we did, and, and the product has done extremely well since then. Uh, whole venue control came out of that. We can network all these boxes together. Uh, that's been a big hit, and we just rolled that out, uh, gosh, like 
three weeks ago and people are already calling and asking about that. And one of the other things that we've built into this is the capability. Another feature that came out of our early sales was that people wanted the ability to have outbound relay control to turn on and off other devices or remote relay packs and that kind of stuff. So we've built that into it and that'll be released in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so we just continue to refine and improve and, you know, we hope everybody that listens takes a look at what we have to offer and, and, you know, stops by the show or gives us a call and ask us some questions. We'd uh, love to talk to them. Really quick before we uh, round up the show here, what shows can uh, potential dealers come and see you and meet, greet, test, kick the tires, the whole nine? Really, our, our best show, where we take our full lineup is Infocom and LDI. Those are our two okay. primary shows. Okay. Um, as of right now, we're actually sending uh, somebody out to NAM to see how their new uh, <laughs> um, effort, their Pro AV Pavilion looks. So we're, we're going to consider that for next year. But for this year, it'll be Infocom and LDI. Okay. And of course, like I said, we've got independent reps all over the country, as well as a couple national sales managers. So we can always put somebody on site if somebody's interested in, in, in uh, having a conversation. Okay. Speaking of conversation, should anyone out there be interested in becoming a dealer who meets the qualifications that we kind of went over gently and wants to learn more? What's the best place to, uh, to learn more and reach out, uh, Mark? Well, if you go to the, the website, lintech.com, L-Y-N-T-E-C.com, um, you can peruse our products. We've got a lot of great information, great blog page, great case studies page, um, on there and there's a contact page uh in general all that contact page does is send an email to info at lintech.com which is kind of our open customer service mailbox so that's one way to contact us or somebody can just give us a shout 800-724-4047 um and you know any any which way that they'd like to to talk would uh we'd love to have the conversation Sounds great. And uh, if anyone out there is already a dealer or you're not a dealer and you, you want to follow along, interact, have a, a digital conversation in the form of social media, you can check them out at Facebook, which is going to be facebook.com forward slash Lintec, L-Y-N-T-E-C. They are on in, uh, sorry, LinkedIn, obviously. LinkedIn.com forward slash company forward slash Lintec dash power dash control dash simplify. And should you want to tweet at them in 140 characters or less, they're on the Twitter. It's at LinTechPower. And uh, if anyone have any questions for me specifically, you want to send me hate mail, you want to send me some notes about my show, or you want to be a guest, um, or anything, you just want to say hi, you can reach me at Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, at RavePubs.com. Or if Twitter still exists tomorrow, it's at JMoto3, the same on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, Facebook, it's just Johnny Moda. It pretty much is at Jamie Moda 3 everywhere with the exception of Snapchat because that guy's an imposter. Don't follow him. I'm at AV underscore insider on uh, Snapchat. But anyway, if you want to reach out to me, you have my email. You have my – you don't have my phone number because I won't give that to you. Mark can have it, but you can't. <laughs> and uh, just reach out. Say hi. Give me notes. Uh, you want to be on the show? You want to talk about tech for an hour? You know how to reach me. Mark, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. I, I appreciate it. I, I would love to have you back a little later uh, at the end of the year, um, maybe even right after Infocom when I see you later this year in Vegas. I'd love to do that. Anytime. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, and I'll have you back on the show again. 
everyone. This has been AB Insider. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you on the next.